Hello, hello, hello. Are y'all ready? Creating Demand Workshop. Let's go. All right. Just go ahead and comment in the chat box if you can hear me. Sounds great. Just want to get a couple of confirmations before we continue on. Okay, Ashley says yes. Leslie, yes. Irene, yes. Okay, great. Perfection. Okay, I got what I needed. Are you all ready? Let's go. So I want to take a couple of seconds and just kind of a couple of seconds, a couple of minutes and go through what we're going to be talking about before we dive in and start coaching and really set the stage for the rest of this week. We are going to cover a lot of ground. I have five very specific calls planned for you where we're going to cover very specific things. You're not going to want to miss a single second of it. So make sure you've cleared your calendars. Don't be relying on wanting to watch the replays. Be here. We told you to just carve out time because it's going to be five of the most important days for you. What I'm going to teach you is going to impact how much money you make from here on out. Now, here's what I want to offer before we get started. This is an advanced level training. So this is something I teach from my 200K mastermind. So if you're just meeting me, I'm Stacey Bayman. I help life coaches make money. And I start with 2K for 2K. That's my foundational program where I help coaches make their first 2K. And then now I have a mastermind called the 200K mastermind where I, once someone has made $25,000 in their business, we help them make blow that up and make $200,000 in their business. And then I even have a higher level mastermind than that where we help our students make their first $2 million. So this is a concept. I normally do trainings for my, that are my foundational teachings. This is the first advanced level training that I've ever done. And I think it's a really important training to start with. So I'm going to be coaching people who have made $25,000 in their business in the last 12 months or more. So if you're at 25K this year, 50K, 100K, 200K, 400K, you're the person I want to coach on this training because I'm going to share one belief and we're going to work on it for five days straight that when you believe it, it will make the quality of the work you're doing, the things you're already doing, that quality will increase, that the value of the output that you put into the world will increase and it will result in higher sales. And the chain reaction that this one belief creates is very different at the 25K mark than the $0 mark or the 2K mark or the 10K mark. But for those of you who are not at 25K yet, I told you to come to this training and here is why. There is also... Never, ever, 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 ever a time where believing the belief that I'm going to give you on this training today, there is never a time where believing this thought will not create more money and more value for you. It's impossible. It's the best thought you could ever have for your business ever. It's one I've had since the very beginning of my business before I ever made a dollar. It's going to be so helpful and you're going to want to watch me coach people and see the difference it has on how people spend their time and their focus and how people sell and what they do when they are believing this thought versus when they're not, okay? And it's very, again, it is very different at the 25K level. So here's why. When you are at, when you're not at 25K yet in a 12 month period, 
what my 2K students tend to focus on is getting clients, believing that they can make their business work. And there's a lot of focus around when you don't get a sale, it being something about you and your internal self-worth or um, your ability as a, like your personal self, your ability to succeed in the world. And there's just a lot of fear that there isn't proof of concept for you. You might believe there's proof of concept for coaches can make money in the world. You're like, yeah, I believe coaches can make a lot of money. I believe that there are, I know that there are coaches out there making a lot of money because I know them, but I don't know if I I can do it. I don't know if I can make a lot of money. But after 25K, there's something that I just see shift in every coach where there actually is proof of concept. People have paid you $25,000 to coach them. And the thoughts then become, and the, and the problems that you're trying to solve for become, now how do we make more money? How do I dial it up? How do I make it more predictable? How do I keep it consistent? And this is what I want you to know that is so important. How do you make more, how do you make more money more consistently is you create demand for your work, right? Consistency for money comes from demand for your work. So then the question becomes, how do I solve for this? Right. And a lot of coaches I see at this level, try to solve for creating more money consistently by working more. And the problem is working more isn't a hundred percent of the solution. Now, I'm also not going to tell you that it's just your thoughts and that there's no work to be done because I definitely believe there is a lot of work to be done if you want to make a lot of money. So you will have to take action. You will have to take massive action. You have to create a lot of value in the world. So there is work to be done, but you can't work more without this one belief, this one thought all of that work will become work that doesn't produce the results you want, which is really frustrating work if you aren't in the proper mindset when you're doing that work, right? So it's not 100% of the solution, working more. And the way that you'll know if you're doing this is you're just trying to work more is if you're like, how do I create more money? How do I create more clients? And then your solution becomes a laundry list of actions you can take, like do more webinars, start posting on social media three times a day, um, get on Facebook and start doing Facebook lives and let's try LinkedIn as well. I need to send out more emails. If the first thought you have is just a whole laundry list of things you need to be doing, I do want to say you're in the right place because this, what I'm going to teach you over the next five days is going to save you from doing extra work, from doing more work than is actually necessary. And I will tell you, I don't find that most coaches, especially at the 25K level, I don't find they're sitting around on their butt doing nothing and that's the reason they're not making money. I find they're overworking and they're doing a lot of work that isn't sticking and isn't creating value and isn't creating the sales and the money that they hope for their work to create. And that creates a lot of exhaustion and burnout on top of that, okay? So it's very important that you're looking at the thoughts fueling the work you're doing and that you do get to, the, to more money consistently and the work that you do get done in the hours that you're working is more valuable and it just produces greater results. We call this in my 200K Mastermind high value cycles. You want to be in massive action do, taking, doing lots of highly valuable things that produce a lot of value for other people and then produce the lot of sales for you. All right. So it's not working more without greater results. It's working more purposefully, more intently, 
and creating more value with the work that you're doing to create more sales. And it all comes from one thought. I'm about to share it with you. It is a thought that has fueled my work for the last seven years. So I've had this since the very beginning. And this thought has created $25 million worth of demand in my business. And it has helped me work hard and the actions that I take and the decisions I make to be so purposeful that the work feels really good to me. And it feel like I don't ever take action where I'm like, oh, I don't know if it's going to create anything for me, or I hope it doesn't create, I hope it creates something for me. There's not a lot of hoping. There's not a lot of wishing. There's not a lot of indecision about, should I do this or should I do that? Right? So a lot of coaches will come to me and they'll be like, well, what do you think I should do? This, this, or this? And I'm like, do all three of them. When you are feeling highly purposeful, it will be very easy to decipher what is the next best action, but also you'll be less committed to all of those actions. You'll just be like, I'm going to try all of them. Why wouldn't I? Okay. It's going to make sense when I tell you the thought that fuels it. But when I am feeling purposeful, which is what this thought creates for me, when I'm feeling purposeful, I get work done. It's high value. It translates into sales. So this is the thing I want everyone to stop and listen right before we dive in. Just hear me say this. If you are not thinking, if your core experience of your business is not, I get work done, it has high value and it translates into sales. If that is not your reality, this week is imperative for you. And what I'm going to coach you on and what I'm going to teach you, it's going to seem simple, but it is imperative because it will create you getting work done that has high value and translates into sales. It will keep you creating at higher levels, problem solving at higher levels. And for me, it gives me better problems to have, right? So one of the problems I have frequently is I have so many ideas I want to implement, right? Instead of, I don't know what to do next. I don't know what I should be doing with my time. When you're feeling purposeful, you will know exactly what you need to do. You have a very specific, clear plan and you won't want anyone or need anyone to tell you what to do. You're just going to be doing right? You're going to have so many ideas and then you're going to just choose from an abundance of ideas, which ones feel like the best ones to implement, right? For me, I want, and specifically, I'm going to give you an example of this, but the, I, the ideas that I have that I want to do all the time, they're all sales ideas. I want to be selling all of the time. I think of trainings. I think of like this one exactly. I think of these things all day long. There's a million on my list. I think of podcast topics. There's a million on my list. I never run out of ideas to write about emails, content, none of that stuff. I'm always just sifting through what do I think is the most valuable for my people right now coming from this one belief. Okay. So another marker to just notice is, do you have the desire to sell all of the time? So put that in the chat box. I just want to hear from you is, do you feel excited and do you desire selling all the time. Like you look forward to being able to sell. You can't wait for the next opportunity to sell, to be on a consult, to do a launch. <laughs> that's a, that's a really good question to ask yourself is, do you feel excited to be selling, to be launching all of the time? Okay. And so someone just um, posted, I value rest and recovery. So here's what I want to offer. When you are feeling purposeful and when you are believing the belief, like truly believing it all of the time, not just some of the times, all the time, the belief that I'm about to share with you, the work that you do will be so high value and so purposeful and so intentful that you won't, that 
launching or selling will not require rest and recovery. Rest and recovery when you're selling comes from pushing yourself through willpower because you don't enjoy those things. And because there's a lot of work that goes into it because you're working against your own brain. When you're working with your brain, it doesn't matter even how much working you're, you're doing. I never finish a launch and need to take a break from my business. I never sell and do a bigger launch than I've ever done and have to take any amount of time to recover. I used to even have to recover from my live events and I don't have to do that anymore either. There's no recovery that's required when you're working with your brain a high percentage of time. And what I mean by working with your brain is meaning that you have thoughts that are fueling the work that make the work purposeful, easy, intentful, and it's not this like push and pull out of you. It's not requiring any amount of willpower. When I say purposeful, I literally mean the work feels so good. I could be doing it all the time. I don't, that's, and we can talk about that as well. I don't, you'll be able to have control over it. You won't just be like working yourself into the ground, but the work will not require a high level of, of energy drain that comes from you. So this is a really important, I'm so glad someone commented that. Um, see. I love, I love that you guys love sales calls. You are on, you are in the right place. You're going to love them even more after we have this conversation. Um, yeah, it's hard when you feel frustrated. I get it. Um, and it feels more intense and anxious. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's a lot, I want you to think about when it feels intense, intense and anxious filled, it's because it feels like there's a lot on the line where every sale matters. Okay. When we change your thinking, each sale is not going to matter. It's not going to be like this one sale is life or death. I have to close this client. This is the only consult I have this month, right? That thinking is what produces a lot of anxiety, a lot of frustration, and a lot of energy. So we're going to work on getting into the place where you want to sell all the time because, so for those of you who don't feel that way, or if you do, we're going to dial it up. Because I also told my students, I told them, I said, I want you to come to this training and I want you to get coached and I want to coach not just people who are struggling and people who are not having a, an easy time to create demand, but I also want you to see me coach people who are really creating a lot of demand and we're going to up the level of that. So you're going to see all kinds of coaching over the next five days so that you can really resonate with both. All right. We're going to, we coach a lot in my mastermind on not just um, when it's not working, but we coach a lot of people, a lot of people when it is working and then what to do next. So we're going to be doing a lot of that, but wanting to sell all the time, desiring to sell comes from belief that there will be sales at the end of selling. Okay. I'm going to say that one more time. Desiring to sell all the time comes from believing there will be sales at the end of selling period. All right. And even when you're like on that, in that zone where you have lots of consults and you're, and you close, if you are believing that there's going to be lots of, of sales at the end of all your consults, then if you have one or two people say no, it's also not a big deal, right? There's a lot of, there's a, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to save that thought and I'll come back to it. Um, Let's just, let's just dive into the thought first. Okay. So the thought that has created $25 million in sales for me, it's very simple. <laughs> okay. Y'all ready? I am in demand. 
I am in demand. Okay. Hang with me here. So many coaches try and create more sales, try to create more demand from not believing in their demand, not believing they are demanded, right? Here's what happens when you don't believe that you are demanded, that people are demanding to work with you. It affects how you invite people to learn about your work. It affects how you deliver your work if they do. And I want to invite you after this call to figure out how that's true for you and your specific business. It affects how much energy and how much intention and how and how much thought you put into your selling and how much commitment you put into it. And going back to um, creating rest and recovery, you only need to rest and recover when you're having to really push those thoughts onto yourself versus they're just what you naturally believe. When you just naturally believe you are in demand, like that's just an effortless thought that comes to you. For example, I was telling my mastermind that I recently wrote like within the last year, 26 sales emails in one day, and it didn't even feel difficult. It literally felt like the experience for me was I'm just writing all the things that I know people need to hear in order to sign up. And for me, it was more about slowing my fingers down from the typing. There was no time where I was like going up against myself to come up with sales content or sales ideas. And at the end of the day, I felt excited and I felt refreshed, not overworked and exhausted because the work was much easier because I wasn't fighting my brain because I believed that people wanted to work with me. And all I had to do was just tell them how, tell them what they get, right? So it affects literally how you invite people to work with you. And it affects the, the how much value that you get from the time that you spend working with your, you spend working in your business and with your clients, right? Like even how you coach them, it affects everything. We think, and this is like, this is the kind of the catch 22 is that we tend to think that once we have the sales, then we'll know we're in demand. Like we need factual proof about it. And, or we need to like, well, I haven't had the sales before with this launch. I've never sold this launch out. So how, how do I know there's enough demand to sell this launch out? But we actually only create factual proof, lots of sales, when we produce at a high level, creating lots of value because we recommend the demand for our services, right? That there is demand for this service. It exists right now. And I'm going to work in a productive, valuable way that compels me to direct it towards me, okay? So this entire five days, we're going to spend figuring out how the work you're already doing is impacted by this one thought or a similar thought, whatever similar thought resonates with you. It doesn't have to be that exact one, but a thought <clears throat> that is similar to I am in demand. And when you're really believing that, what the difference is in the time you spend working, the selling, your experience in selling, and the sales you produce. All right. I'm just going to catch up on the chat box just a minute. Yeah. So I love consults. I feel like I don't have ideas, even though it's all in there. Right. So that thought I'm telling you, when you believe I am in demand, the ideas will absolutely pour out of you. If you dread selling, I want you to think about how you would feel 
about selling if you believed everyone wanted to buy from you. Right? Like one of the other thoughts I have that comes from I am in demand is that people love to throw money at me. People just love to pay me. And then because I feel that way, the way that I sell, the way that I do a launch, the way that I invite people into work with me is so fun and compelling that they're always telling me that. Stacey, just take all my money. Right? It only feels dreadful when we're thinking we're going to have to convince someone or they don't really want to buy from us. But I just want to offer this gem for all of you. If someone ends up on a consult with you, the only reason they're there is they want to buy from you. They demand your work, right? And then here's what happens when we think that we're not in demand and we don't think they want our work. The way we show off show up pushes them away and then they don't buy but not because they weren't going to buy and they didn't want to buy or they weren't demanding to buy but because you were weird i always tell my students don't be a weirdo right when you're when someone really wants something and i want you to think if you've ever had that experience of wanting something and then you go to buy it and the salesperson is so weird that it makes you question the whole thing and then you walk away without the thing that you wanted to buy and you're like well that was weird that was uncomfortable right that was a, an unexpected experience right that happens. We do subtle, weird things when we think the person on the end of the phone doesn't want to work with us. Okay. So I want to give an example. I want to bring someone on and I want to coach through this. And I want you guys to just see what I mean, because I can tell you all day long, but I want you to see the difference, the before and the after when someone is actually believing I am in demand and the difference of what their results will be when they are believing that thought, when they are feeling purposeful and they're taking action from that place, all right? And then towards the end of the call, once we have, once we get a little bit closer to the end, um, I'm going to give you an agenda of what to expect for the next five days and what we're going to be teaching on and what I'm going to be walking people through. So I, I saw some comments about that. Hang tight. I will go there, but I want to just dive in right away. Okay. Um, Zeal Eiler. So if you're raising your hand before I bring, I bring the first person on, if you're raising your hand, you want to make sure you have made $25,000 in the last 12 months or this year in your business, I'll bring you on and we'll coach and don't, and you can raise your hand if you've made 400K, 500K. If you haven't just watch, listen with very intent, open ears, because what you're going to learn will also make you a lot of money too. But I really want to focus the, so the problem solving, the solutions, and the overall value of work at that, that 25K mark because the conversation does change. All right. Let's bring someone on. And you can also ask questions and I will try in between to get them um, answered in the chat box as well. Okay. Is it Zill? It's Zill, yes. Yeah. So okay. nice to you in person. Hi. Hi. Yes. Okay. So we're going to coach on creating demand. Tell me the demand you're working to create right now. So right now I'm doing the organic marketing and meeting okay. people and, you know, telling them I'm a coach and making money that way. Okay. How much money do you want to make? Uh, that's a good question. For the beginning of this year, I'd like to make 45K this month. But I don't believe I can make that without going over the number of people that I can truly hold in my container unless I double my price. Okay, hold on. So I just want to make sure I understand. You want to make $45,000 this month? Yes. Okay. 
And how many, how many students is that? How many sales is that? So right now it would be nine at my current price. Okay. And it's too many to create what I want to create in my business. Uh, I think it would take up a lot of my time. Okay. If I bring on nine people right now. So I'd have to either double my price or do groups or something. Okay. So you're doing one-on-one. One-on-one. Yeah. Okay. And so you want to create nine more sales and your brain is telling you what? Too many people. If you bring on nine more people, nine more, more clients, you won't have time to work on your business. Okay. How many, out of curiosity, how many clients do you think you could take before going to group? Four more. Okay. And how many, if you did a group, how many people would you put in that group? I would put eight people would be very comfortable to start with. Okay. So eight people in a group, four more clients. That's the demand that you want. Okay. No, you tell me. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Like if you could have uh-huh. anything you wanted, right? Your brain is offering you an obstacle, right? This is uh-huh. what I see a lot of my students in 200K do is they, it's like at, they get what they want. They're making lots of money, but then their brain starts telling them all the reasons they can't make more money. Okay. So uh-huh. you have a thought, but if you could just have anything that you wanted, would you uh-huh. have four more clients and then an, a group of eight people? I would have probably three more clients in a group of eight people. Yeah. Three more clients in a group of eight people. Would those clients be paying you double what they're paying you now, or would they pay you the same? Remember, this is what you want. They would pay me double. Okay. They would pay you double. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So this is what's so fun and interesting, right? When you're not believing that like, and I, this is how I know you're not, is you have imagined this obstacle. If you believed that people would just pay you double what you're, what you're charging, you'd be like, oh, I'm just going to sell three more people at double my price. And then I'm going to start a group. And it would just be, this is what I'm going to do. It would be very purposeful, right? Uh I'm just going to raise my prices and I'm going to start a group. Instead, your brain is like, I would have to do these things. Uh Do you see that? Yeah. There's like not an excitement and there's not an intent and there's not a purpose behind it. Yes. Yes. And I think the whole drama behind this is because I am trying to, I would like to build a business in Brazil for Portuguese speakers and one in the U S and I was actually coached by Brooke Castillo on the life coach live on this. And she's like, just do them all. And I'm like, okay, but this goes against what I've been thinking that you have to pick one offer and that you have to go all in with that one offer. So I mean, drama with Okay, how I do Brazilians and Americans? How do I do this and that? So here's what I want to offer you. This is for everyone listening. This is like what happens when you guys start making a lot of money is you get really lost in the drama because you don't start with one thing. I am in demand. So for example, the people in Portuguese that you want to work with, the people in English that you want to work with, I want you to just imagine that all of the people that you want to work with are all just waiting for you to make an offer for them. They're like in line waiting for you to open the doors. But your brain is saying, well, I don't know how I would do that. How would I open the doors? 
right? But when you actually believe they're lined up waiting for you to open the doors, you just figure out the solution, right? Yeah. Yes. Take a second and just really think about that because we, your brain is going to want to go back to the actions and the how, but I want you to just think about it right now. There is a group of, there are people that want, are lined up wanting to do your group. There are people lined up who want to do your one-on-one and there are people lined up who want to work with you in Portuguese. Yes. I think the thought that I've believed all through that has brought me to making 13K in the last four days was one offer, one offer, one offer, one thing. And I'm thinking, okay, I don't want one offer. I want to do groups in Brazil. I want to do one-on-one in the US. And I'm like, this is going, this new idea, this new thought is going after what has helped me get here. And, and to close clients, if I want to right now, I can. I can get out there to the school, pick up my kids and create a client. I've, I have that muscle. I have yeah. that belief because I believe in my offer so much. But changing the offer and not doing one thing anymore feels like, oh, this is not going to work. Tell I should why. be picking one thing because I should be pinky, picking one thing. Maybe I should then just work on the American side of it. And then when that's good, then I open doors to the Brazilian side of it. And then when that's good, then I start my speaking. So that might be it, but I just want you to imagine, let's just take a second and imagine that, so there's like, what, four offers that you have that you're potentially going to have? Three. Three. Okay. So there's three offers. All right. I want you to imagine that each offer is a store, like a brick and mortar store, like a target. Okay. And there's three right next to each other. And there are lines outside of the door for all three, right? Now you get to choose what hours are they're open. You get to choose all of that, but tell me what you do as the business owner with the amount of hours that you have to work. What do you do when there are three lines of clients out the door. I open the door and I start selling. Okay. Do you open the doors all three at the same time? Do you open one at a time? Walk me through it. I, I would probably want, well, I would need help. I could open them all at once. Okay. If I had a manager running two of them and I'm running one of them and then I can go from one to the other. Okay. Right. So maybe you open one. And then you hire someone and you open another, and then you hire someone and you open another, right? But just everyone notice that here's what happens when you are thinking about the line of people outside the door, the answer changes. We went from, I have, I I can't have all these offers and I can't do all these things and it would be, and it would be really hard. And I don't know what I'm going to do to... I would hire, I would open one, hire someone, open another, hire someone, open another. I would just find people to help me manage them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Like I would just solve for all the problems that are there because the people are waiting. When you all think about the line of clients waiting and you spend your time thinking there, the problem solving you do becomes how do I serve those people? quickly and effectively, right? Mm -hmm. How do I set up a scenario where I'm able to, to serve those people? 
Mm-hmm. Now, for me, if you're my 200K client or my $2 million group client, I'm going to tell you, do one, do it well, hire someone, open, open the next door, do one, do it, or do that second one, do it well, and then hire someone and open the third door. But the plan is always to open the doors and you're always thinking about those three people, right? So I opened 2K for 2K and I got those people taken care of. And then I hired some people and then I opened the doors for 200K. And then I served those people and did it well. And then I hired more people and we opened the doors for $2 million group. Mm-hmm. Right. And I have a fourth offer that's about to come out and we're, hi- we're going to hire more people and then we're going to open that door. And it was so interesting. I just met with my team today. They were at my house and we were sitting around the table and we were talking about our belief for this next offer and how many people would take us up on this offer. And they all had guesses. They were all bigger than mine, which was so fantastic. I was like, great. Right. But the conversation was never, is someone going to buy this offer? The conversation was how do we build out this offer and when do we offer it and how do we get it offered as quickly as possible and effectively as possible? And then it was just taking action. Right. So Everything we do becomes so purposeful because we just see the line of people out the door and we're like, okay, so this is what we do. We may not be able to open all three doors at the same time logistically, right? To the person who said, you know, I value rest and recovery. Me too. I only work three days a week, right? So Mm -hmm. even when there's a line outside the door, sometimes I have to let people wait in the cold overnight, right? Because I'm taking the weekend off or I don't work on Tuesdays and and Fridays typically, Mm -hmm. right? But What it does mean is I don't get bogged down with the drama of how am I going to do it? I just keep taking action towards it. Mm -hmm. So what we know your first plan is, is you're going to double your prices for your last three people Uh and you're going to sell a group and you're just going to keep opening doors and you're going to hire people to help you open those doors. Yes. As you feel, as the people come flowing into the store, right? How much time though, I want you to consider this, like what will be different about your time if you do not focus on the, the things that make it difficult or the things that are confusing or the how, if you just focus on the three lines of people out the door, what's going to change about the next week of your business? Yes, I, I think that I would choose what door I want to let those people in. Yes. From where? This is, everybody listen, this is so interesting. For me, it's from, okay, maybe from where I'm successful already, that would be English because I have tons of proof that those people know me. From what I truly want to do in the world that I don't know how would be to work with the Brazilians. Like This is what I truly want to do, like, would be amazing. I would be a lot of work. Okay, so you're not going to focus on a lot of work. Yeah, right. Right. I want you to imagine this though. A lot of work only comes from not thinking about the line of people out the door. So the first door that you're going to open is the one that's easiest for you to open. And maybe it just doesn't require a lot of work is a lot of fun. That's always a good one. If you have multiple doors to open, which one would be the most fun? And I know would, would be an easy win for me. Right. So maybe that's the first door. And then maybe the second door is the door that you really, really want to open too. But you think about the line of people because then it becomes less, a lot of work to do, right? Tell me how you're going to open the door to the Portuguese, it's Portuguese, right? To the Portuguese speaking clients. Yes. 
Okay. Tell me when you are thinking only of the line of people out the door, what the first step to opening that door is. They need to know that I have something to offer to them. They need okay. to experience me. So what this would look like, start posting, you start reaching out to Brazilian networks, Portuguese networks right here. Yep. Uh, just get seeing, they need to know that I exist. That's yeah. the first thing. It's like meet people, tell them you're a life coach and offer to help them, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you're in 2K, but I for am those of you watching, right? That's a 2K concept. Meet people, tell them you're a life coach, make offers to help them. I love that. I'm like, if there's a line of people at the door, what is the first step? I just need to meet them and tell them who I am and that I'm here, right? That is it. And every time you're like, oh, wait, wait I get overwhelmed. I don't know how. You've got to go back to the line of people out the door. That's it. Does that make sense? It does. It makes like, sense. Like, see how easy it is for you. Like, I'm not telling you what to do. Think about you're telling me what the next step is every time I, I tell you to think about the line out the door. Uh -huh. You're like, oh, I would do this next. Yes. Yes. So, yes, it makes sense that would serve me and my clients best if I do, if I open one of the doors and serve those people to the best that I can before yeah. I go on to serve the next line, because then I might not end up serving them to the best of my own abilities. If I open other doors and have all those people coming. But I want to offer that that's not possible. That could be a false statement that you're telling yourself, but the most important thing is that you're just thinking like every single time you go to make a decision, you're thinking about the line of people. Okay. Now you're not rushing. So everyone hear me. You're not rushing because of the line of people. So maybe this is a helpful thought too. If you're in, um, Zill's position is you also think they're willing to wait. I'm in demand and they're willing to wait. Wow. I love this. So I'm going to open up one door because what I know is important to me is that everyone's well served and I'm like that too, right? I've only, I scaled my business one offer at a time. We scaled 2K first and then we scaled 200K. And now this year we're working on scaling $2 million group, right? So I've given myself lots of time to open one door at a time. And then we have another offer that we're going to open up. And I know that there's a line of people waiting out the door because people have been telling me for a very long time that there's people waiting out, uh, that they're waiting outside the door. And I'm like, I'm so excited for them that as soon as I have a second, as soon as I have a moment that's available to open that door, I'm gonna, and I'm planning on opening that door and I'm bringing my team on board to talk about opening that door. So there's just no downtime where I'm sitting around thinking about how complicated that door is going to be to open. And are you not concerned that they might go to another door? Like if they're no. waiting, if no, they're waiting, no, they're Come at, on. they're, they're in line for my store. They don't want to go anywhere else. Oh, I love this. Right? Like they don't even want to go. They're like, no, I'm going to wait at this door as long as it takes for it to open. And I also have this thought, even if they do go open another door, as soon as I open mine, they're coming right back. What? Love this. I love it.
blew my mind. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That's it. So every time your brain's going to want to be confused because it feels like a lot of work, especially when you're someone like me, where you have lots of ideas and lots of belief and you're really excited and lots of places to go. That's okay. You've got to harness it in, but you just focus on the lines and then how much time, like I give myself for all of you that are in this space, I give myself an exact amount of time, right? So I work three days a week. So we serve the people we can serve coming through the door in three days a week. And we, and we, I give myself enough time to open the doors based on that time frame. Right. So like once we get, once we got 2k for 2k up and running and people were getting results and it was working really well, we opened up 200k. And then people started pouring through the doors. And once we started serving them well and getting them to 200K, we're like, okay, great. It's time to open $2 million group. And there were people in 200K at the time that were making close to a million dollars. Like they were really ready. They were begging for us to open a door. And so then I opened that door, Mm -hmm. right? And now I have, people are knocking for another door, right? And they've been knocking for a couple of years, but I've had these three other doors open. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, now I'm going to open this door. So what keeps me from rushing right? Because that's like the other side of all or nothing thinking with demand. What makes us rush to try to scoop it all up is the thought that they're going to go somewhere else. Yes. I think that's what, that's it for me because I see other coaches evolving and just becoming coaches. My own friends, like they get coached by me. They love it. They become coaches yeah. and they want to get it and they are coaches. Now I'm like, oh my gosh, like they're going to yeah. go to so-and-so program because I don't have a program for them. No. So that's my urgency. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, your lack is coming from thinking people are waiting in line and they're going to get out and go somewhere else. That's it. That's it. Yes. They're not. They're either going to keep waiting or they Uh are going to go somewhere and someone else is going to take their place or they're going to come back. Yeah. That's always true. I promise. Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much. This is amazing. You are so awesome. That was a fun one to start with. So good. All right. Let's see. Who's next? This is what I mean by, this is why it's so important. Like I can teach you guys all day long, but we have to have people that come in with real scenarios and real situations. We have to have that happen so that you can see how it applies in this situation, how it applies in that situation. Let's see. If everyone wanted to buy from me, I think I'm feeling overwhelmed because the thought is I won't meet their expectations and there are more qualified coaches. I am in in demand does not seem accessible to me emotionally. Okay. So this is so great. So again, you're going back to the thinking about the line of people at the door and then the thought. So for all of you, you're going to have a thought comes that comes up when you imagine the line at the door, right? For, so for Zill, it was, they're going to go somewhere else if I don't open that door quickly, right? From the person, it was an anonymous comment. So this person, their thought is I won't meet their expectations. All right. But I want you to imagine that the line of people waiting for the door does not require you to change at all. So exactly how you are now, they're waiting for you exactly as you are right now. And you will meet their expectations because they're waiting for you specifically, right? A lot of times you guys use coaches like me or other big coaches in the industry. You use us against yourself to look at how we're performing. And you're like, well, I don't perform that way. So that line of people won't be happy with what I have to offer. But what I want to offer is that the line of people waiting, if I showed up and they were waiting for you, they would be unhappy. They were like, where's, I mean, I don't have the name, but where's so-and-so? Where are they at? 
because the way that you speak, the way that you deliver, the way that you serve them is the way that they need it right then and there. I promise that is the one, that is another thought. I love when you guys reveal to me thoughts that I had when I was newer in my business and I was building my first 200K business. I was having the thought that the way that I was speaking to them, I was actually just told this story to someone else recently that that I was coaching them because they thought that they weren't positive enough to get clients and they weren't positive enough to serve the current clients they had. And I said, well, listen, when I was first starting out, I went through a massive heartbreak that was literally life altering to me. And I wasn't talking about my drama all over the internet, but I was teaching on how to handle pain, extreme pain, how to move through it. And because I didn't say I'm not good enough because I'm in all this pain and people want positive coaches, because I was like, let me teach people who are also in pain. Let me talk about pain and how to navigate pain. I signed a ton of clients who are also in a lot of pain. So they were lined outside my door, right? Waiting for someone to talk to them about pain and and for someone to help them move through pain in a positive, useful way. So all my clients had a lot of pain. I had a lot of pain and we had a lot of pain together, but I was a few steps ahead of them. If someone had came in that was just super happy, go lucky, they might have been like, this person doesn't resonate with me. This person doesn't meet my needs, right? Which is what an expectation is, right? Like I won't meet their expectations. I won't meet their needs. But wherever you are right now, the line of people waiting for you, I promise needs exactly where you are. They need your message, your, um, your flavor, whatever it is that you're offering in the world, your work. That's like, I know that I am in demand is a simple statement, but it means so much encapsulates so much. I am in demand means people want to work with me as I am now, right? And I will be fully equipped to meet their needs. Like that's a great statement. If you want to get really specific, right? I am in demand may not resonate with you emotionally. Find the sentence that does. So here's what we're going to do. You guys are going to spend the rest of the call while I keep coaching people, finding the sentence that resonates with you, that can allow your emotional body to engage. And if it doesn't happen on this call, don't worry. We have all week. So you're going to keep coming back, but I want you to try today to find the statement based on the couple examples we've already gone through that resonates with you. People are lined up the door waiting for me. There are people out in the world, right? Who are out there searching right now for help. I'm their perfect person to meet their needs exactly as I am right now. Just try that sentence on, try the idea of believing that could be true because I had no business believing it could be true. I had no results to prove that I'm an amazing life coach. When I started offering life coaching, I wasn't killing it in life. I was in extreme pain. But I had a thought that there were a lot of other people out in the world that were in pain as well, and I could help them. All right, Kelly Young Men, you're up. Let's go. Look at Hi, that, one Stacey. of my current 200 Kers. What's up, girlfriend? Hello, this is so perfect. And okay. um, yes, because you have a launch coming up, right? <laughs> I'm like in the middle of it right now. And perfect. the example okay, before let's do that, it. the example before this is perfect because I'm it's 10 people, it's a group of 10, six months, 5K. I have one yes, I have three like maybes right now. And it was interesting because I feel like I'm like 
I feel like my brain can see there's so much demand. Okay. My brain can see like there's hundreds of performers who would benefit so much from this offer, like okay. hundreds. Okay. And then I don't think I'm believing that they are in line, like wanting to pay and buy now. Okay. This is perfect. Okay. They're not in line and wanting to buy now. Yeah. All right. So this, I want everybody to pay attention to this. We're going to do, and for those of you who are familiar, I teach on the model where our thoughts create our feelings, our feelings drive our actions, our actions are what produce our results. Okay. So I'm going to run Kelly through a model, right? So your thought is there isn't a line and they're not wanting to buy now. I want to start with the maybes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So you're going to think back to the maybes. You, do you do consults mm -hmm. or do you sell via email? How do you sell them? Um, well, I'm selling for, I usually do consults, but for right now, I'm like, there's an application people could fill out or they can book a consult. So okay. like both. So these three maybes, did you do consults with them? These three maybes are, um, current or past clients okay. that have expressed interest. Okay. So it's yes. like their, yeah, it's like their one client, for example, like her, her six month container is going to end. So it would mm -hmm. actually be perfect for her to continue in the group. Okay. Um, and then there's like two other, actually two clients are like that. Their containers are about to end. They could continue in the group. And then one is a past client who's expressed interest and then had a little pause about like the group calls. So it's actually great because I feel like I'm learning a lot about the thing that's different about this container is I've done solely one-on-one -on -one in the past. And now it's like going to be alternating weeks of one-on-one -on -one in group. So I'm just learning so much yeah. about like, oh, people have a lot of thoughts about group. No, no, so, no. People don't have a lot of thoughts about group. Everybody oh. listen. People don't have a lot of thoughts about groups. Okay. You have a lot of thoughts about groups. I think groups are great. I learned but, so much about group. Yeah. I mean, I learned so much about have thoughts group. about groups. You have thoughts about like, here's how we know this is you're not you're not overcoming their objection about groups, right? They're having thoughts oh. about group. So the way that you're selling group right? Is affected by you thinking about that, right? Mm. Like there's something happening. Otherwise they would just be buying the group, right? Cause yeah. you're transitioning from one-on-one -on -one to group. So you, you have thoughts. I just want you to engage okay. with them. Okay. What your thought is between one-on-one -on -one and group. Even if your thought is they want one-on-one, -on -one, why do they want one-on-one? -on -one? Well, I, it's so interesting because my brain wants to say, yeah, but okay. Wait. Let me answer the question. Why do they want one-on-one? -on -one? They want one-on-one. -on -one well, this is what they've told me, right? It's yeah, like, yeah, but why do they why? want one-on-one? -on -one? They want one-on-one -on -one because it's like private. And it's okay. like, it's like, they're telling me that like, the, eh, they don't just, they just don't like the group. It's like very, pro it's very public to share yeah. like, oh, this, these are the things I'm going through with my agent or if I have this audition and like mm -hmm. someone else is going up for it, like that's blah, blah, blah. That's going to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And I don't want to like expose those things in a group setting. Okay. okay. Which. So I want I you do, to imagine. Okay. Wait, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead and say what you were going to say. I was going to say, I feel like when she presented that, I was actually, I do feel like I was able to address it and it gave me like the perfect content for an email to send out. 
So like, I actually think that's like a huge part of like the problem in the performing arts industry is that people feel like it's like they're not, they can't let people see what's happening or that it's not like, it's not normal yeah. to sometimes feel discouraged or feel excited or like also to not be triggered by someone else killing it or vice versa. Like there's like a lot of like unsafety mm-hmm. in like being witnessed and feeling triggered by other people's success. So that's actually why I think the group is amazing because you get to like witness yourself having those things and normalize them. Okay. So I want you to imagine (laughs) what might be different if you believed that there were a line of people waiting out the door who want group and are really excited about group. We're going to put your statement of, yeah. um, they're not in line and wanting <laughs> to buy now. We're going to change it to, they're not in line and wanting to buy group now. Okay. Well, I think I'd just be like, cool. Like I wouldn't be trying to convince people who don't want group to want group. Yeah. Like, I'd feel like I just, and I mean, that was another alternative. I was like, great. You can continue one-on-one. My rate is going up to 10 K in the new year. Like I'm only going to have like a handful of like solely one-on-one yeah. clients. So that's an option, but I just be like, cool. You either want it or you don't. And then I feel like I'm like in this in between then of like, okay, I'm just telling them the things they need to hear, but overcoming objections. And maybe I'm just thinking about not, this You're is like a totally not best. I'm not thinking them, of, right? Mm. Because I want you to imagine they're like, I don't know about this group and you and when you like, when your thought is that they're not in line and they're not pulling out the money right now, right? There's like the, okay, I need to send the email out to like, tell them why getting in line would be really important. Yeah. Right. Versus like, what do you mean? All these people are in line. You're going to miss out. Do you know that? Yeah. I mean, there's only 10 spots. There's only nine spots. Right. And there's like a hundred people that want it. And I want to make sure you get it. Like, listen, I'm not like, I don't, it's not that I don't care if you buy or not. I want you to get it. So like, we got to get over whatever thought this is. Yeah. Do you see the difference in the energy versus like, well, but they really want one-on-one and this is how they're feeling about it. And you're like, no, no, you're going to miss out. There's a line. And, and the door, the people that are lined up that are going through the door, they're getting what they want. Yeah. Right? Which is what? What are they getting when they work with you? Oh my God. They're just like getting to love their life in the performing arts. Like love every part of it on and off the stage. They're like booking more work, making more money, having okay, okay. more fun. So I want you to imagine that there's a line of people coming into your store to book more clients, have more fun and love their career. Okay. Yeah. And you get on the phone with someone. And they're like, I don't know. I think I really want (laughs) one-on-one. But you're like, wait a minute. When you go through these doors, you book more work, you're more happy, and you have more fun. Yeah. To me, this is like, I want you to imagine that there is a Walmart and a Target. Yeah. And they're 25 miles away from apart from each other and someone near lives near the Walmart. 
why would they drive all the way to the Target? Because they want Target. They don't want to go to Walmart. But why? Tell me why. Hmm. Because of the selection, because of the atmosphere, because of their own thoughts about Target, um, because of the value. Yeah, because of the shit they're going to leave with in their cart, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like the yeah. stuff that they're going to leave with in their cart at Target, they is perceive at Target. is better than the stuff they're going to leave at Walmart. Yeah. So they're going to drive that far, that far to get it, right? Yeah. I want you to imagine that you're the target. Okay. And the Walmart's the one-on-one -on -one coaching. You're the group, or the target's the group that you're offering. The Walmart's the one-on-one -on -one coaching, all right? They're going to drive past that because they want to go in the doors of target because they want to leave with more bookings and being happier, making more money, all of the things, right? That's what they're going to leave with in their cart. But then they're coming to the call complaining about the drive. Mm -hmm. And you're like, wait a minute, but think about you're what forgetting. you're forgetting. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. This is what I want everyone to see. When you have objections, when you're not thinking about you and your work and the result that you're offering being in, in high demand and people really wanting to pay for that, it feels heavy to overcome their objections. Hmm. It feels like a lot of work. It feels complicated. It feels like talking them into something. Versus, because what sometimes I think when I teach demand, people think what I mean is just like anyone that has an objection, just yeah. Who cares about them? Get rid of them. <laughs> Only focus on the people who don't. But instead, when you're really focused on your offer, there's, there's a line of people who want, let's just say there's a line of people who want the result you're offering, right? I believe that. Yes. I believe okay. that. So there's a line of people wanting the result you're offering, all right? And then someone tells you, but I just don't like the method, the container that I'm going to get it in. And you're like, what? This is not a problem. Like this, yeah. This doesn't make, I'm like, to me, I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. There's like a, like, I can see that it's just a thought error. Right. So then I want you to consider how you, when you're really like, oh, that's just a thought error. It's ridiculous. Cause this is what you're yeah. going to get. How you speak to them about it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Tell me what changes in one scenario. Think back to one of the maybes. Hmm. Well, I think the very, the very first maybe that I had about this, it was like, it was the first conversation I had about it. So it felt a little uncomfortable in my body, Yeah. but I do think I was just like, wait, tell, let's stay with the discomfort in my yeah. body. Cause we want to diminish that and dis discount that and be like, that wasn't a big deal. It was just discomfort yeah. in my body. Yeah. Imagine okay. there had been no discomfort. Yes. Then it would have just been like, you coming? <laughs> well, like, they give you the objection still. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But there's no discomfort in your body. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Then it's just curiosity of like, oh, okay. Well, like, of course that makes sense. It makes sense if their model is like, group is unsafe, group is exposing, group is like, and I can, sh I mean, and I feel like I did, even though it was uncomfortable, I was able to navigate like, oh, th this is just why you're thinking this. And like, it totally makes sense, right? No, you would be like, it doesn't make sense at all. Group <sighs> is safe. You're going to love a group. You're not even thinking about group in the way uh... Right? Oh, like, group I see, I see, feels I see. like a giant hug. Like, you get off the call and you feel so seen and loved and cared for. Right? The thought error is the way you're imagining the group. Right? It's like when we're on 200K, right? And someone gets off the call and they're like, thank you so-and-so for raising your hand. I feel so yes. seen. I'm so grateful for this community. Right? They're like, just like, so in love. Right? They're not even the one that got coached. Or they get coached and they, and they post and they're like, thank you all for holding space for me. I just love this room so much. I was so scared yeah. to raise my hand. And I'm so glad I did. Right? When yeah. you're thinking about group in that way, you're like, wait, 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 no, hold on. You're just mistaking. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, so for all of you, this could be a little caveat on the I am in demand or my offer is in demand, right? Because this is like a subtle way to think it's not in demand is my the result I offer is in demand, but not the way I deliver it, hmm. right? Like the result I offer, if I offer it one-on-one, -on -one, it's in demand. But if I offer it in group, not everyone demands that. Yeah. Right? So a subtle little shift that I think could be very useful is people are demanding the result and they will, they will want, they would be in line if they really understood what it was like. So my job is just to tell them what it's really like okay. and get them excited about lining up for that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have 10 days. I have plenty of time. Yeah. I now, really here's good. the beautiful thing. I want you to consider, do you think that there are 10 people in line looking for an amazing artistic group to join, to have community, to have a way to work on their art, to have a people to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, like bounce ideas off of. Yeah. You think there are people out there? Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? And yeah. we're going to go speak to them. We don't need to send an email out mm. talking about what, like, this is why you want group over one-on-one -on -one, or this is why it's so important. Right? We just want to share with them, like, did you know the space is available? And it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Here are all the reasons why. Yes. Right? It's kind of like, I also like to think of demand as I'm having a party and it's the most amazing party ever. And I know once people are there, they're, once they're there, they're going to love it. Yeah. Right? And so I just have to send the invite out. Mm -hmm. That's all I have to do, right? That's what selling is. I'm just sending the invite out. Yeah. Like I just wrote a couple of emails for this training and sent it out. And I was like, hey, how many people are signed up for creating demand? And they're like, X amount of thousands of people. And I'm like, wait, what? Right? There's that many people waiting to come on. I think it was like four or 5,000 people signed up, right? Yeah. With like less than a week's notice. And like people want to learn how to create demand, right? Like that's my thought. So I don't have to go mm. work really hard. I just have to invite them in, tell them I'm having a party. Shit. Okay. And they want to be there. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's the subtlest shift that keeps you out of feeling like you have to work hard to explain why group is amazing. It's just like, it yeah. is amazing. And if you don't know it, it, it doesn't require a lot to explain it. Let me just tell you real quick. Yeah. Okay. Just keep but, inviting them to the party. Yeah. But I want you to think about what's the feeling when you're thinking that they're not in line and they're not wanting to buy a group now, what's the feeling that comes up for you? Hmm. I think it's like a mix of discouraged or yeah. and or frustrated. Yeah. Because I think then the thought because I'm not doing I'm not doing it right. Yeah. Yeah. And when you're thinking you're not doing it right and you're feeling discouraged and frustrated, how do you approach the rest of this launch? Oh, like resigned or I make a bunch of content that's kind of like why aren't you fucking joining yet? Let me tell like, you why group is better than one-on-one. -on -one. <laughs> Let me tell you why this is so important in this industry. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> totally. And then it's like a lot of like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's just like a lot heavier yeah. versus just like, again, it, like, and then the result probably would be if I move through, if I, if I were to move through the rest of this launch feeling that, that way, the result would be I don't, I would not create the result of 10, 10 performers ready to join yeah. in, ready to begin January. That like just doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't add up. Okay. So now let's think about all of the people wanting group. Group is amazing. Yes. If it's they amazing. don't think it's amazing, they just have a, th they just have a misunderstanding about what it is. Yes. Right. They're really? like, why would I go to Target? There's a Walmart right by. And you're like, wait a minute. What? You don't know about Target? Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. I got to tell you about Target. I think you might be misunderstanding what Target is and what's yes. in Target and the importance yes. of driving the extra 25 miles to the Target. Now, listen, yes. if you guys are on here and you're like, I would never drive 25 miles more to go to a Target. I would just go to the Walmart. Like, don't go into that mindset, right? Just consider 2.5 miles, right? Make it in a place. I forget sometimes that I live in a really wide open space. So that's not a big deal to us, but like in Manhattan, that would be like crazy, right? So 2.5 <laughs> miles, what it is, whatever it is for you, right? But you're like, no, no, no. You want to drive extra to go to this place. Trust me. Let me tell yeah. you why. So yeah. when you're in that energy, how do you feel? <sighs> It feels like, I don't know, like I want to say excited, but I think it's more than excited. I feel like it's like, oh, it's just like, it's simple. It's like, okay, it's, um, when you think it's simple, how do you feel? <sighs> Relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel fun. Yeah. Yeah. It feels fun to like, be like, oh wait, no, like this thing is great. Yeah. <laughs> it's way better to feel amazing when you go to auditions and like actually yeah. enjoy the rest of your day and not have it ruin the, like a whole entire week of your life. Yeah. Like it's so much more fun. Yeah. It's like way better. Yeah. You're way more relaxed. So what happens the rest of your launch when you're way more relaxed? 
this is what I mean for all of you when you're like, um, feeling <laughs> exhausted by your selling or needing rest and recovery from your selling. It's because of this right here. Yeah. Because your selling doesn't feel relaxed. Yeah. Yeah. Then it's just like, like you were saying before, it's just like, okay, I just am writing the thing to tell my people what they need to hear. You're telling them about going to Target. <laughs> I don't even know if you like Target. It's fine. <laughs> Choose I'm an analogy Target. that works for you, right? <laughs> You're like, let me tell you about going to Target. Yes. Yeah. Like, I want all of you to think about this. We're going to talk about this actually on, I think, day three. I'm going to cover in just a second what we're going to talk about for the rest of the week. But um, I want you to imagine that your offer, that doing a sales sequence for your offer, I want you to imagine the energy if you were walking someone who'd never been to Target for the first time and you were telling them all about Target. <laughs> I was recently doing this. We're going on vacation with my, my nanny is coming. I just had a baby for those of you that don't know recently. Well, he's seven months old, so I guess not just, but it feels that way. We're going on our first like family vacation and we're going to my favorite spot in the whole world in Aspen. And they do this Christmas tree lighting with Santa Claus and ballerinas and hot cocoa and all this stuff. And I'm just telling her about this experience of going yeah. and like just describing it. To, and she's like so excited. <laughs> She's making her family test for the flu and COVID every single day so that she doesn't get sick so that she can go to this like incredible experience, right? Like yeah. she's in line, in demand, like here, I want to go, all the things, sign me up. I'm willing to do anything, right? I'm there, right? To have this experience, okay? So for whatever it is, whether it's go explaining someone to someone what Target is for the first time or explaining this magical place that you've been. That's what your selling is when you're thinking of it from this place. Like, of course, everyone would love Target. Of course, everyone would love Aspen, right? Whatever it is for you. It's like, yeah, your selling should feel fun and exciting. You're introducing someone to this incredible thing that you know they're going to love and you know they're going to want to be a part of. Yeah, that's very different than there's not a line and people wanting to buy group now. Yeah. It's like, instead of being like, you're gonna love Target. Target's amazing. I've been like, you don't fucking know about Target. <laughs> and like, people and you don't want to go that they're like, and you don't want to go there. What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 I see it. Yeah. Yeah. So for all of you, that's your homework, right? Whether it's Target or Aspen or wherever, you're gonna, your selling is going to be describing the most amazing place in the world where you know without a doubt in your mind that people are going to love it. If you're like, no, 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 but I don't know that about my offer, right? Like someone wrote in anonymously that they might not be able to meet their expectations. Don't go to the how yet. We just first want to find what that experience feels like. So if you need to step outside of your own offer and into an offer that feels very exciting and very compelling for you and describe that to people in your mind or on paper, just to see what it would be like to sell something with that feeling, to sell yeah. something with that expectation of they're going to love it. It's yes. going to be a no brainer for them. They're definitely going to want to go. 
This okay. is, by the way, how I get everyone in my life, all my friends and all my family to do what I want them to do. And what I want to do <laughs> is I just sell it so well. I'm like, it's the most amazing thing ever. This restaurant that we're all going to go to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or you want to come to my house instead of me going to your house and let me tell you why. Right. Yeah. And it's like this anticipation of they're going to love it. So I want you guys to find that for you. What is an experience that you could describe to another person as if they'd never experienced it in a way that you just believe that if they experienced it, they would absolutely love it. Finding that energy so that you can see, wait, am I selling like that? Am I selling my stuff like that? Am I believing that people have these thoughts about my stuff? We have to start there. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. So, so excited for the rest of your launch. Thank you so much. Thank you, Stacey. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. Okay. So here's what we're going to do for the rest of the week. You have your homework for today. You're going to find the exciting thing that you're going to sell, even if it's not your offer. You're just going to find the feeling, the energy of where you would be able to describe it in a way where you, you just know people would love it and they're going to die for it and they're going to be all in for it, right? Whatever that is. Target, Aspen. The, your favorite restaurant. And you're going to find the emotion of describing it that way and talking about it that way. Okay. So that's the first thing I wanted to start you with. I just wanted to introduce you to the idea that believing some form of I am in demand, my offer is in demand. People really want what I have to offer and are lined up waiting for it. How that shifts the way that you take action in your business, what it's like with and what it's like without. And tomorrow we're going to dive into what high value cycles are and how a high value cycle, the particular one that makes 200K. And then on day three, we're going to talk about how you're selling. So this was day three, how you're selling when you don't believe in your demand. It's going to be a lot like what I just worked with Kelly on and the target scenario, right? And if you have to convince people, if it feels very difficult, if you don't think you're going to meet their expectations, I'm going to talk, I'm going to really walk you through an exercise that I do with my Turner K mastermind all the time. That's very eye-opening. I do it with my $2 million group students too. That really shows exactly how you are selling, whether you feel that way or not. Because Kelly, one of the things that in her example, she's like, oh, but I do believe and I am doing this, right? But then when we dive in deeper, we see the difference in selling one way versus the other. I'm going to walk you through an exercise that's going to show you exactly how you're selling to your people that could be blocking the result of you having lots of demand for your offer. And then... We're going to talk about in day, day four. I already sort of gave an example for this too. We got a glimpse of it. On day four, we're going to talk about making a simple offer, like how simple it is to talk to someone about your offer from I am in demand versus when people make the offer super complicated and confusing and you're not even sure what they're offering from the place of I have to convince them to want it, right? And I have some really fun examples for that. And then day five, we're going to talk about, well, what happens though, when you're believing in demand and you really feel like you're selling it that way, but people still aren't buying, how do you troubleshoot? How do you problem solve a launch that isn't meeting your expectations when you're, when you are believing in your demand, we're going to talk about what does that look like? All right. So stay tuned, make sure you put all of the dates for this training in your calendar and come back and we're going to do lots of examples from here on out now that we have that thought and we're going to just keep trying it on all week long. All right. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.